Let's iron out issues on board. You're listening to the ironing board. 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 The ironing board podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Ironing Board podcast, where we iron out issues on board. My name is Michael Fahim. I hope you are doing well. Uh, I'm really, really sorry. I know I've been missing in action for a couple of months now, but you know things that would have been really, really hectic, and I've really got to split my time well. And I thought I needed to put in a mid-season break. Uh, I know I'm actually really glad I did because now I'm back and I'm really fully back uh, on the rest of season two of the podcast. And really, really happy to be back as well. Um, as always, you can get updated on all the happenings around the podcast by following the Ironing Board on social media. Um, on Instagram, that's at the Ironing Board SG. I'm also active on LinkedIn, so connect with me there. Uh, just search out my name. That's Haikul Fahim. H a i k e l f a h i m. And as I always say on every episode. Today's episode is special, uh, and because you know each of them is really truly uniquely special. Uh, but because this episode falls in the month of kindness, the Kindness Month uh, by Singapore Kindness Movement, uh, and Kindness Day would have just passed when this episode airs, um, which is on the twenty first of March, or the Kindness Day is on twenty first of March. Um, and you know, kindness is a theme that we've always talked about. Um, on the ironing board. And now more than ever, I think we need to talk about being kind. Um, and I have with me today, a very special person, Jamie Lee, co-founder at The Kind Friend, uh, which is a wellness company that aims to help people live a more mindful life through kindness. Jamie, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me today. Really excited to be here. Um, yeah, it's really lovely for you for, for me to have you on. I love the kind friend, but for the benefit of the listeners who may not know about the kind friend um, too much, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the kind friend and why did you start the platform? Because I really love your story. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I can't take too much credit for it. So the kind friend was actually started on Instagram by my husband in January 2019. And the idea was really simple. We just wanted to create a platform, um, an account to uplift others through kindness. And, you know, every day we will put a content that's centered around positivity um, and just centered around kindness as well. And to our surprise, our quotes, so all the quotes were written by my husband and these quotes are being shared far and wide and our community started to grow. So I think within 10 months, we've garnered over 52,000 followers. A majority of our followers are from this region. And wow. we received many, many messages um, supporting, you know, people supporting us, thanking us for all these positive posts. And that's when we started to receive also thousands and thousands of stories from our followers. You know, we have students writing to us, letting us know how alone they feel in today's connected world. Uh, we also had professionals sharing stories with us just around how they feel stressed and overwhelmed at work. And we also had, you know, parents and artists sharing their battles with anxiety and depression with us. Yeah. And that's when we saw this as an opportunity to build something for our growing community. Um, and that's really when the idea of creating a wellness product came about. Um, okay. So we actually 
So right now, initially, it was a growing online community. It was just a side hobby. And then now it actually turned into my full-time business and our first product, which is the wellness journal. Uh, we actually treated our Instagram community as our stakeholders for the brand. So we co-created our first product with them and essentially asked exactly what they would like to see inside our journal. And I actually have the journal right here with me. I don't know whether you got your cameras on to see me, Jamie, but actually I've got the journal right here. So I actually purchased it for, for a friend uh, and... And yeah, so I, I think it's really interesting what, what, what you guys have done. You now have, I think last I checked, 86,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and as you say, the, the, those people who follow you really seem to enjoy the quotes that you and your husband post, um, mainly because I think they are very highly relatable. Um, have you got some stories of some of the of things people have said to you, maybe via DM and just uh, messaging you, um, just on the back of some of these quotes that, that were posted. One thing I love the most about these quotes is that essentially we wanted to create content that put a smile upon someone's face. But then we realized that our communities, they love tagging their friends with these posts. So it's kind of like paying it forward. And all these very simple quotes become a conduit for connection. You yeah. know, recently we posted a quote around, oh, you know, you make me happy by finding the positive in all situations. So it's also really relevant in today's uncertain climate. And you see people tagging their friends, tagging their family, and some people will also reshare it on their IG story. So on average, I think each of our quote gets shared over 150 times. And that's how the community really grew. And one of my favorite message, favorite DM that we received was that uh, I think one of the ladies from Indonesia, she was saying, I believe that every single person needs a virtual friend, just like the kind friend. And I thought <laughs> that was very sweet. <laughs> that is really sweet. You know, sometimes um, we don't realize that, you know, there are people who feel absolutely lonely out there. Um, and they might not have a physical presence of someone else to speak with. Um, and I think that's the, the, that's the beauty of social media with, with you know, platforms such as yours, where people can actually identify with the things that you put out and feel that, oh, I'm not alone. I have someone with me. And that's such a big part of mindfulness, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And in today's climate, if you really think about it, we spend almost one third or even more of our time online. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the time when we spend online or we spend on social media, there's a lot of comparisons, you know, what's everyone else doing? Um, am I good enough? And just by having these quotes, we also hope to break the scrolling, you know, just reminding people, hey, it's important for you to show kindness for yourself before you even show kindness for others. And you are enough just as the way you are. You don't have to compare yourself to, you know, to everyone else out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I actually started a podcast um, with the intention to bring attention to some of the issues um, in our society that I feel that we need to talk about a little bit more. Um, so obviously some of the things that were discussed previously are around um, topics such as bullying, topics such as uh, mental health issues um, and kindness has always also been something that is really that I feel that we just need to emphasize a little bit more. I think people 
sometimes just forget how to be kind. Um, and, you know, it's great that we're using the online means to spread kindness, but the online means has always also been a place of people bashing each other um, mm. and to show some sort of unkind traits uh, to, to others. Um, and, you know, now that we're in May and it's Kindness Month in Singapore, um, and like I said, you know, kindness is something that people have forgotten about uh, when it's actually quite easy to practice. Um, and wh- why did you think that people sometimes forget how to be kind or forget that they should be kind? I think first and foremost, you know, we're all on a different journey and what kindness look like to me and the kindness definition to me may be different to everyone else. But sometimes when I hear the word kindness, it seems out of my body. I believe it's not a concept. Kindness is not just a concept. It's also, it comes with actions that you can apply to practice. You know, how to show more compassion to yourself and how to show empathy to yourself and others too. And sometimes I just feel like there's not enough practical um, advice or solutions around the word kindness. Yeah. And yeah, so for me, right, I believe that we can never, you always have to show kindness to yourself first because you can't pour from an empty empty cup. And that means how can you be kind to yourself mentally, you know, physically, or some people even say, might say spiritually, and that also means that to many of us, it might be spending less time focus, focusing on the en- endless self-critical thoughts that we all have. You know, we also run a lot of wellness shops for corporate clients. And we found that one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to being kind to yourself is actually really learn how to reframe your inner dialogue. Um, instead of being always judging, um, you know, judging yourself, being critical on yourself or comparing yourself how can you just be still and sit there and witnessing all these thoughts and practicing reframing them as well? So yep. for me, that's really important when it comes to kindness to myself. And when I learn all these techniques, you know, reframing techniques, that's when I can also show empathy to other people around me. Right. And, and what, what, what is it that some of the things that you feel that you've been able to do for others now that you've had actually spent time to be kind to yourself? Do you feel that, you know, I actually now have been able to now put some of these things into practice and sometimes somehow be a little bit more, a little bit more mindful of how others might feel? Uh, one of the things that I learned in terms of practicing reframing my in a dialogue is to really put my thoughts kind of like being a judge and then put my thoughts on a judge panel. And I will always ask myself whether that is true or false. One thing I've noticed is that our brain has this ability to create stories that's not true. So by learning that, you know, if my friends are going through challenging times, I will actually ask them, are they true or not? And which areas are within your control? Um, a lot of times stress and anxiety come because we're trying to control things that's completely outside of control. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I have this, I love, you know, learning from some of the greatest minds in the world. I think we live in such an exciting time that you have access to all these incredible leaders. And one thing, they may all have different mental, uh, mental models, but one thing that's consistent is that their ability to focus their energy and time, you know, controlling what's within their control. So yeah. by learning this for myself, I'm able to also kind of teach that method to the friends around me. And another one really important is just listening. I found that listening is such an important skill to show kindness to others. Sometimes people may not want your advice, you know, but they just want someone to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, you know, I think you mentioned stress. Um, I don't think in my life, in my lifetime so far, all 35 years of it, Um, that there's ever been a more stressful time for the general world population. Um, so I think more than ever now that we need to focus on ourselves before, before, before others. Is that right? Yes. And when you talk about stress, you know, all these negative, we might say negative emotions, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like stress is necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's really around how you cope with all these emotions that's within you, right? Learning all these different coping mechanisms um, that can really help you. And stress can act as a messenger to tell you what actually excites you, what brings you meaning in your life. I feel like all my emotions, they're actually pretty powerful because they, they actually tell you who you are and they give yeah. you all these little clues about um, you know, what excites you, what gives you stress, what gives you anxious. And yeah. when and when you actually know that and start to spot patterns, that's when you can create solutions around around that too. And that gives you the ability to kind of live out the life that you will want to live out. Yeah. Kindness usually starts at home. Um, as with a lot of things, charity, um, lots of other things, right? Um, all the good traits, they start at home. And I think by at home, it does not always have to be in that physical home, but starting with you yourself, the person in the mirror. Um, and that's great that we're actually looking at ourselves and then, you know, seeing that how we are in a better place. And then we have a little bit more capacity to help out others, being kind to others. Um, but don't you think there's also that effect of if I'm being kind to someone else, it actually does amazing things to you to you as a person. You get a lot have of you get a lot happier when you are kind to others. Don't you think that happens? Yeah, there's actually a lot of science behind it, right? We're social creatures by nature. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's a ripple effect when you show kindness to others, it's a, it creates a ripple effect. And it's also a win-win situation because not only do you bring joy to another person's life, but you actually, in return, you also feel really happy um, for yourself as well. Yeah, so it, it, it is definitely amazing how how much you can you can get from other people. Um, so I always feel like it's the, it's the things that you want to try to consume from the digital space or even when you're out, not that you can be out so much these days, but even when you're out, it is, it's the kind of energy that you wish to consume that would make your day, make your life, make how your persona would be to the people around you and maybe to the people that matters as well, your family members, your, you know, your, your children, your parents, etc. 
don't you think that that's what's needed? Yeah, and then when we express, you know, kindness, so even like gratitude, so showing gratitude is one of my core values. Mm. When we express kindness and gratitude, our brain actually released, you know, two really important neurotransmitters, which is dopamine and serotonin. And they are responsible for our emotions. They are the emotions that, you know, they are the hormones that make us feel good. And um, you also need those two neurotransmitters to block out toxic emotions such as regret, you know, envy and resentment, which is, which, which is great for reducing fear, anxiety and depression. And when yeah. you show kindness, you know, um, I, just, I just love how there's so much science behind it too, because when you show kindness, it also helps you to sleep better, which is in today's climate, it's so important for your immune system and your nerve function. Yeah, I, I know. Serotonin. I, I, I wish serotonin comes in a pill. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so much easier to be able to consume something. Eh? If, it's, if it's, you know, I, I think someone will make a lot of money. <laughs> if they yeah, but serotonin. can I, um, instead of using a pill, can I give you a suggestion? Yeah, of course. Of, um, yeah, it's very simple, right? You can just write down three things that you're grateful for before you go to sleep. That's mm-hmm. what I normally do in my journal. I would just write down three things I'm grateful for. And that practice actually helps you to release serotonin. Mm-hmm. It also helps you to end your day on a really good note. And one thing I've noticed when I do my gratitude journaling is that a lot of things I'm grateful for is associated with another person. It might be my family member, my colleague, or even a customer. And I always have this belief that if you have gratitude, you know, if you feel gratitude and not expressing it, it's kind of like wrapping a present without giving it away. So (laughs) last year during Circuit Breaker, I had this habit that I would actually turn those gratitude um, journal entries into very personalized email or text messages or even a phone call. And that really mm. helped me to cultivate meaningful relationships, even during times that we can't meet each other. Ah, that's brilliant. So from journaling, you take it a step further to send that emails, to send that text message because it involves someone else. Yeah, and the beauty about this is that it's not a pill and it's free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't even need to buy our journal. You can just get a pen and a paper. Yeah. Um, listing out things that you're grateful for and can you just imagine you know if you start doing it today imagine who you would be this time next year like yeah. personally journaling practice has done extra like it completely changed my mindset completely changed my perspective and it also helped me to become closer with my you know with the people around me within my social circle as well hey, okay with journaling okay you've got to You've got to convert me a little bit there because as much as I'm into mindfulness and also absolutely have read about how journaling actually helps with mental health issues and just in terms of making sure that, you know, you relieve some of the stress that you have to express something out. You, you, if, you, there's, that, there's, that, there's that ability to just put something out for you to release it from your from your body. Uh, and I've read read quite a bit about these, but something that I haven't been able to do, Jamie, is mm. to actually get about to doing it. And sometimes when and and the, the few very few times which I then I get a, a pen and paper, I find it a 
one, I find it a chore. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to put you in a difficult spot right now. But I, you, you, I'm sure that you'll be able to get give me good responses. That's why I'm asking you this, this question. So one, I find it a chore uh, for me to be able to to have to write something. I feel like oh, now I've got, I'm really feeling all all of these emotions, and now I've got to write them down. So I feel like it's a chore. And secondly, sometimes I feel that it is troublesome almost trying to recall and trying to put pressure on myself and actually writing something down uh, and not being able to translate it into actual words. Um, so with your journal, and I, I told you, I've, I've got one right now. <laughs> so how should I start doing this? So where, where can I start to make sure that I don't see this as a chore? And what are the things that I can look forward to in terms of making myself a little bit happier? Mm. So I think before you even start the ritual of journaling, the first thing you need to ask yourself is why you want to do it. Yeah. It's very difficult to, you know, persistence can help you create a new habit, but it's actually a consistency that will allow you to keep it. Mm-hmm. without really understanding your why, your intent, it's hard to keep it. You need that as your fuel, as your motivation to continue. So the first step would be like, what's what's the outcome that you like to get out of this? So for me, I journal is because it provides me with so much data about myself. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to understand that my consciousness, subconsciousness is powerful. But by journaling, I'm harnessing the power of neuroplasticity and I'm mentally rehearsing all these new feelings and new patterns and new thought patterns. So it shows me that every day I have the ability to change. You know, I can be more mindful and I can be more conscious in terms of how I live my day than just yeah. living my day on autopilot. And um, so for me, it's, it's also give, gifting myself with that space to create the person that I wanted to be. So I've actually been journaling since I was 12 Wow. Um, yeah, it's not initially, it was a way for me to regulate my emotions, to really help me to build relationship with my emotions, both positives and negative emotions. Um, and it, so I will actually track my mood on a daily basis. By doing that, it allows me to understand what my triggers are. And once you know your, what your triggers are, you can create solutions so you don't become victim to your emotions. And later on, you know, it becomes a tool that allows me to set goals and manifest my dreams into reality. I think there's something so powerful about writing um, because when you, it it provides you with that sense of clarity. When I ask people, you know, what your goals are, if you don't have that clarity, it's kind of driving around without a map, right? So my journal gives me that map that I know where I'm going to be in the next year time or in two years, in five years, in 10 years. Um, yeah, and when you, when I set goals, I also like to write down all the potential obstacles. I think mm. it's very dangerous if you just think about, oh, I'm going to do it every single day. Only think about the positive. Your brain, you also need to feed your brain with yeah. a set of positive, negative scenarios to help you prepare for the worst outcomes. So back to your point, you, you, know, you mentioned one of the obstacles, you think it's a chore yep. um, in terms of journaling. So what's something that you do on a daily basis already? It might be you're drinking a coffee first in the morning. Why mm-hmm. don't you combine that time where you're drinking coffee with journaling? So you're mm-hmm. adding a new habit with the existing habit and you lower the barrier of, barrier of entry. 
in terms of creating that new routine. Um, so that's something that I would suggest to someone who's new to journaling. Um, this is really powerful. Habit stacking is really powerful. If you want to go to the gym, right? Why not stack something with an existing habit? You can only yeah. listen to your favorite music when you are running. So you're combining <laughs> so old and new. <laughs> um, so that's what I would suggest. And as with anything, right? Start small. It can be something as just write down one thing you're grateful for every day. One sentence. And then yeah. it becomes two sentences and you can find exciting prompts um, to help you understand what you wanted to write. I found one of the biggest obstacles is that to journaling is that people don't know what to write about. Yeah. Um, and that's also the reasons, one of the key reasons why we have well-being templates within our journal um, to kind of help you guide your thinking along the way. That really, really helps. And I think it's, that's what one of the great things that I think is part of the kind friend journal. And people might think that this is a sponsored post because I'm actually, you know, <laughs> speaking so much about, <laughs> about, about the journal, but I truly think that what you guys are doing is absolutely wonderful. Um, I kind of blame, you know, j- just a little bit more in terms of making, uh, feeling it as a bit of a chore. I kind of blame it on my teachers. <laughs> I love my teachers when I was younger, but I don't know if you know, uh, Jamie, in school, cool in singapore um we are made to write a journal every single uh i think it was one day of the week and there are times where uh these journal um you're you're kind of marked on it so it's like oh you actually use the wrong grammar for this and this is not the way to say say things so I don't, I don't know if that's kind kind of spoils the journaling um, experience for me slightly, but I'm really, really hoping to be able to get into it a little bit more. I'm taking your advice to start small and hopefully the, uh, the journal which I got uh, will help me with that. Um, so thank you for creating such a great, great, great tool for, for, for myself and for others as well. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, I really hope that the journal can, because I personally benefited so much from have, by doing this ritual, it really allowed me to understand who I am and mm-hmm. to seek internal validation rather than constantly trying to seek that external validation. So now I do hope that, you know, our journal can be out there to help millions of people around the world to really understand that your inner game is just as important as your outer game. Um, and I even during this time, right, during COVID, I know mental health has become a huge topic, but yeah. I don't think it's a trend. I don't think it's going to ever go away. We do need to make time to look after our mental health. So personally, for me, journaling is like the mind gym that I go to every <laughs> single day to train the most important muscle that we have, which is your brain, which is your mind. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important in in just almost training yourself because you called it a gym in training yourself this is how you would in a gym to train your body um in a gym but in terms of looking after your own mental health to train your mind to to just be a little bit more at peace with lots of things i think in terms of acceptance um and also just just being well, 
with whatever that we're speaking today, being kind to yourself. So I think it's such a huge part of what we need to do today uh, in the current times that we are in. And like you said, now it's not a trend um, because now more than ever, it's come to the spotlight that we need to appreciate it and being able to do it. Because I feel sad for the people who lived in times before us, Jamie, that mm. they were not quite aware of these. Um, and mental health is always a taboo topic. Uh, and we are making such huge strides that we should be able to now, or rather not be able to, but should just take advantage of it and be able to use so much tools that is available um, you know, in the world right now to help ourselves and to help our mental health to help the people around us as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's just what I think. Sorry, I'm just going a, on a bit of a, a bit of a rant myself. <laughs> no uh, worries. It's also a topic that I'm extremely passionate about because I'm not foreign to the concept of you know depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's actually the reason why I started journaling. So I actually experienced you know depression when I was a kid. That's where mm-hmm. my family moved from Taiwan to Australia. Mm-hmm. And by being in that new environment, I couldn't speak a word in English. And wow. um, I had difficulty making friends. And during that time, I was also trying to learn how to cope with my parents' divorce. Right. So, you know, before I knew what hit me, I became like super moody, distracted, and I was so stressed out. Even though I was a kid, I, I think people need to realize that just because you're a kid who's like, 12 doesn't mean that you are immune to you know stress or mental mm. disability or like extreme anxiety or depression yeah. and I'm I'm so grateful during that time you know my mom took me to see a therapist um, I know it's definitely not the norm coming from an Asian family that yeah. you know you actually take a take your kids to see a therapist yeah but it was during those therapy sessions that my therapist recommended me to journal and she also taught me you know the evidence-based emotion regulation method to mm-hmm. help me reflect on my experiences label my emotions and I just haven't stopped since I was 12 and it's also incredible because when I went back to Australia um two years ago yeah and because now we're doing journaling so I took out all my journals since I was 12 and I started reading them and I was just like it's incredible how much I've grown as a human being and later on you know it might be a tool that allowed me to pass it forward to my future kids or my future grandkids I don't know (laughs) I want to show them you know how I cope with anxiety how I build a business And you know how I cope with uncertainties during COVID because all of them were documented in my journal. Um, And I thought that's really powerful. just allowed me to celebrate life and allow me to celebrate who I am through all those journal entries. That's so powerful, Jamie. I think your story will act as, you know, just a huge example to those who are starting out, to to those who feel that, you know, they can't do it. Uh, no matter how young they might be. Um, I'm glad that your mom took you to see a therapist. Uh, that's not something that you know, even in Singapore in this day and age that people are so open to, uh, but I can see that we're making strides in it. Um, and 
as a believer in, uh, or rather, I wouldn't call myself an activist, but as someone who believes that's so important and, you know, a big part of our lives that, you know, I hope that we keep on pursuing the idea of, you know, taking care of our mental health is just as important, if not more important than our physical health. Um, so I'm glad that you did it. And so, but well done. Look at where you are right now. You've grown so much as you've noticed yourself. So uh, I love hearing that story. So thanks for sharing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm still a working progress. There's still a lot of things I'm trying to learn um, and unlearn as well. Yeah, well, I think everyone's working in progress, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with the kind friend and what you've, you've done so far, uh, what's the biggest thing that you hope to achieve with the platform? And mm. do you think maybe uh, what can we do as a society to help you achieve your goal with a kind friend? Yeah, so I want our company not, we're not just creating products. I want mm -hmm. the brand to act as a catalyst for self-compassion. And, you know, we want to use our product to really debunk the stigma associated with mental health. And I completely understand that, you know, journaling may not be for everyone, just same as yoga meditation may not be for everyone. Yeah. But I do hope that when people are using our product or carrying, having a journal sitting on their desk, it's, it's an like it, the product is reminding them to make time for self-care, which is so important. And um, and honestly, can you just imagine how different our world would be if we all learn how to enter into a space of kindness for ourselves first and to yeah. also recognize that it is utterly human to be occasionally fragile. It's okay sometimes not to be okay, but it's really around how you can cope with it to build emotional resilience. Um, that's an important part. And yeah, so if anyone out there, you know, we also, we always love working with organizations or individuals who really align with our values and to, you know, my co-create something, co-creating a campaign or even co-creating a product um, to get our message out there. Yeah, it's okay to not be okay. I think that's such a powerful message. If that's not yet part of the kind friends uh, quote <laughs> in part of your proposal, it probably should be. Um, tell us a little bit more about the journal uh, and how people can actually purchase it from your website, Jamie. Um, and what should they do and why they should be getting it? So you can purchase our journals on our website, which is just thekindfriend.com. And why? I feel like everyone is why is different. Um, my why is that it gives me the space to be away, you know, from technology to be to give me that space and time to dig deep within myself. I think the longest journey that a person can ever make is between your head to your heart. Um, and my journaling provides me with kind of that map to, to travel between my head and my heart and really help me to understand what my values are, who I am, so that I can live a life that I'm not sleepwalk through my life and I want to live a life that I'm proud of. So that's really important for me. You know, for other people, it might be different, um, but I do encourage people never say no to a new experience. I'm very curious in nature. I think life is too short to say no to things that you've never tried before. 
you know, so if you're looking for a tool that can help you with your self-care routine, with your mental health, I definitely recommend you to give journaling a try. It doesn't even have to be our journal. <laughs> you know, there's so many <laughs> amazing journals out there too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get started. I, I, I promise you that. So I have been told by a few people in my life, I'm not going to really specify who, um, that I should really try journaling. Um, and, and yeah, so I'm going to use the Kind Friend Journal uh, and see how, if, if that's my thing, if, if see, see if that's for me. Um, and you'll never know, it might make me, you know, enjoy it. Uh, and I think that's, that's, that's something that I need to, to do, actually enjoy journaling. And not think about those things that I used to do in secondary school and being forced into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there is a reason why so many incredible leaders in the world that they do journal, right? Um, and going back to what I said before, journaling may not be for everyone, but I strongly, strongly believe that reflection is for everyone. It's important. I feel like it's important for people to make time for reflection. It might even be just going out for a walk, but not using your digital devices and just reflect about your day, reflect about your life. I think without reflection, it's really difficult for a person to really understand, you know, what do you want in your life? What does happiness, what does success mean to you? It's funny, um, humans, we're different, but at the same time, we're all very much the same I feel like we ultimately we all want the same thing you know we want to be happy we want to be joyful we're not, we want to have meaningful and deep relationships in our lives yeah. uh, and we also you know want to do the things that gives us meaning we want to have freedom um, but without reflection it's difficult for you to really understand what those mean like you know what success means to you what does happiness mean to you and what does a meaningful and authentic relationship mean to you Absolutely. Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you know, I wish the kind friend the very best. I hope, you know, your efforts in spreading kindness, encouraging mindfulness will keep on going and I for sure be there uh, to support it. Thanks once again. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. That is it for this episode of the Ironing Board Podcast. Remember once again to follow the Ironing Board on Instagram. That's at the Ironing Board SG. Speak with me. Give me your feedback, suggestions, or just talk to me really. I really always love to hear from my listeners. Uh, and as always, and very aptly with this episode, be kind to yourself. Be kind to everyone around you. Be kind to others. Until the next episode. Keep safe. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Ironing Board. 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 The Ironing Board Podcast.